All right. Uh, good afternoon, Dan. Afternoon, Jeremiah. Um, this is Jeremiah Thomas. Uh, this is our third uh, piece of the podcast for Meet the Elders. I'm sitting here with Dan Hoover uh, to have a little conversation. I guess to, to start things off, Dan, uh, could you tell us uh, just in your own words, kind of how you came to Grace, uh, if, you know, you came through First Pres, like we've heard, you know, with John or some of the others, or if, uh, if it's a little different. Sure. Well, um, my wife Mary and I moved to Columbia in 02 for me to attend graduate school. Okay. And after finishing up, we uh, moved into the Spring Valley neighborhood okay. in Northeast Columbia back in 04 we bought our house and had been worshiping out there that whole time and really the the fall before grace began public worship you know god was really stirring in our heart for some change we actually mm -hmm. considered maybe even moving mm -hmm. to uh to boston massachusetts to help with a church plant up there and as we were looking at opportunities and thinking about what the future held we continued to meet folks that were part of the Grace mm. Church plant. So the uh, Little League team had many families right, part of it. Right. The youth basketball team, the American Heritage Girls group, mm. the Cub Scouts. I think we met like half of the <laughs> plant team that fall. And um, as we were praying about moving and being a part of the church plan in Boston, which incidentally was called Grace Presbyterian mm -hmm. as well. Uh, we felt like we should stay in Columbia, but, but be a part of a, a church plant mm -hmm. in our neighborhood. So we did not attend the first um, week that the group met at the lake house, but the second week we attended and thereafter were, were part of the work mm -hmm. and just jumped in with both feet. Yeah, that's that's really cool to see. You know, I love seeing the province of the Lord. Um, oftentimes we can't see kind of how he is planning things out, but uh, what a wonderful story to see how, you know, y'all were already feeling the kind of the call to be at a church plant and then meeting all those uh, all those Grace mm -hmm. folks early. You know, Spring Valley, I've heard, is oftentimes called Grace Valley because uh, of the Grace Press contingency there. So we're slowly trying to take over. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's it's double-digit for sure in terms <laughs> of the number of families now. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, cool. Um, you know, thanks for letting us know how you came here. But if you don't mind, maybe we rewind a little bit in the years could you tell us uh you know was there a moment when uh, you came to know that you were saved by the lord or uh you know some maybe some integral events uh through your christian life uh anything that uh that we might need to hear sure yeah i'm, I'm um from pennsylvania originally grew up in a small town that, that broadly was a, a little bit out of a norman rockwell painting uh, where you walk to school, you walk to church, and uh, in the summer when they did the big ecumenical service, everybody met at mm -hmm. the city park and yeah. <laughs> sang, sang Amazing yeah. Grace together. So it was a pretty, uh, a pretty postcard perfect uh, environment hmm. um, and attended church as a child, but interestingly at a church that was very much rooted in the Christian tradition, but not 
um, not one that, that preached the need to really um, deal with sin, mm. to, to put your faith in Christ. And so um, while we did attend church, it was more in the context of just part of the being a, a good citizen. You would vote, you would go to church, you mm. would brush your teeth. You know, these are things Definitely. that you would just do. Yeah. Um, so when I was about to start junior high before middle school was the the, 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 the thing. Yeah. I really was kind of grappling with the why questions. Mm. Like, why do we go to church? And um, there was a family uh, that we were friends with that, that went to a church that um, did preach the gospel and were, they were very evangelical and um, missions-minded and mm -hmm. they invited me to attend uh, their church and to go to their youth mm -hmm. meeting and so when I was in uh, seventh grade I started attending with them so on Sunday morning in, in hindsight I can't even believe this happened but they would come on Sunday morning and instead of me jumping in the car with my parents and going to the church that I grew up in mm -hmm. I would go with this family friend to yeah. their church well so that I could mm -hmm. attend youth mm -hmm. group for sure but it was there that I heard um, you know the true gospel that mm. that that sin separates me from uh, a loving father that he sent his son Jesus to mm -hmm. to die um, mm. for my sins and so I came to faith um, that that year and um, really from there from there on I've been walking with the Lord um, and part of that experience is good because I think a lot of times we talk about people maybe turning from some sort of gross sin to Christ, like, oh, of course they need Jesus. But it was very interesting growing up in a context where a lot of very nice moral people mm -hmm. were lost. Mm -hmm. they, they weren't looking to, mm -hmm. to Christ for salvation. They were looking to mm -hmm. their own goodness. Um, so, so that's really when I heard the, 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 the pure gospel preached and why, you know, today I'm often... Um, just as sensitive to people that are moralistic mm -hmm. as I am to people that are just outright mm -hmm. living in rebellion. Both both are not looking mm -hmm. um, to to Christ. Mm -hmm. So you know they, they they both need Jesus, and um, it was kind of neat to have that experience of of seeing that you can be in the church but 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 miss miss Jesus for sure. Oh yeah, I mean that's and I think. Again, you know, to see how the Lord has blessed you uh, coming down into the South from Pennsylvania, how it, I mean, those towns sound very similar to a lot of towns that we see here in South Carolina and other mm -hmm. uh, parts of, of the South where we could be really moral uh, and yet have no idea who Jesus Christ is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. hmm. You know, as a as an elder on the session, Dan, uh, you are uh, the treasurer. Uh, I don't know beyond that how, how long you have been in this role or, you know, if you've kind of come into it fresh or not. But uh, could you speak a little bit to just, you know, sometimes we hear these kind of roles. You know, of course, our elders have hands in many different areas. Uh, but, you know, money can be sometimes a sensitive issue in the church. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about your responsibilities, how you go about doing that? Uh, I, I've been incredibly impressed with uh, how you present things and how you've uh, kind of moved forward with certain things. And so I think it would help uh, for everyone to kind of hear at least just your take on what you do and how you do it. Okay. 
Well, in terms of the history, um, the first treasurer was Paul Holcomb, who was on the provisional session. Yeah, he's just he's some kind of banker, right? Yeah. Uh, so Paul, no big deal. Paul had been a <laughs> career banker, um, but his career spanned the time before uh, email. So <laughs> when the session was formed, and Paul was on the. Uh, initial session at Grace, as well as the only uh, member of the provisional session to 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 be, be part of that uh, group, somebody needed to be his assistant mm-hmm. when emails were sent to him. So right. the first the first year, <laughs> Paul was the treasurer, and I was the assistant to the treasurer, which meant <laughs> that I printed everything out for Paul. But along the way, I learned um, uh, from him, you know, ultimately how how to care well for the church's mm-hmm. finances. Um, you know, stewardship is really a question of how do we care for the things that God mm-hmm. entrusts to us mm-hmm. well. And, you know, t- our time is probably the thing that is, um, you know, the most valuable in many respects in that we only have, it's it's finite, mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't grow. Um, hmm. Our talents, you know, are really a question of exercising the gifts that that God gives us, and then the finances we often think are, um, you know, the fuel. Mm-hmm. And and many folks will think, well, if I only had more money, I would do this or that. Mm-hmm. But 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 in reality, it's really neat to see that God will provide what we need. Um, to accomplish his purposes. Mm. And so really the question of being the treasurer at grace is is being really sensitive to what are the things that the Lord's leading us to do mm. and how, how are we being intentional about um, directing the financial provision that he's mm-hmm. given us to, um, to those works. And so there have been you know, the building being probably the largest single purchase, but before that, the property, I mean, from a human standpoint, it, it didn't work on paper. Mm-hmm. When we started moving towards purchasing the land on Spears Creek Church, there was no universe by which it would add up. Mm-hmm. And through just a, you know, a miraculous series of events where um, provisions were provided from the seller from the um, presbytery, mm-hmm. from First Pres, and then um, again from First Pres in their Easter offering, there was just this monumental mm. uh, amount was um, brought together very quickly that allowed us to buy the land mm. um, where Grace will ultimately build a church in a way that was really faith building for me, kind of watching happen yeah. in that. It didn't work, and you could have said, well, let's not proceed because it doesn't work. Hmm. But as we walked in faith, God provided, you know, abundantly. And similarly with the the building, you know, rather than having a big capital campaign where we raise a, a lot of money, we've said, well, let's just be faithful with our giving mm-hmm. and see what happens. And, you know, God has blessed that, and we've, um, we have a way to move forward mm-hmm. responsibly um, and at the same time needing to walk in faith that he'll continue mm. to provide. Mm. So, um, so it's been, it's been neat and it's, you know, ultimately something where, 
we just have to be open-handed. Definitely. That's a, that's very encouraging to me. And I hope it is uh, to the listeners as well to hear that, uh, you know, as they give, which the Lord has called us to do to the church, that, um, that we're taking that very seriously. Uh, and that those, uh, that those, uh, that command to give that tithe and that offering is, uh, is being stewarded well, um, in a right way. Um, praise the Lord for that. Uh, I, I accidentally forgot a question. So the, the questions are a little out of order here, but I want to go back to it. Um, before we kind of close out, uh, it's a very important one. Uh, your family, uh, would you mind just telling us how you met, uh, uh Mary, your wife? Yeah, sure. So Mary and I both attended Furman University oh, okay. um, in Greenville. She was from Clearwater, Florida, and I was from uh, Central Pennsylvania. So Perfect match. We're, 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 it is almost literally equal distance from <laughs> Furman to her house as it is to mine. Wow. Unfortunately, in opposite directions. So <laughs> it's a brutal drive. Um, but we met our... Our first weekend there. Okay. Uh, on, we went on a we were in a, a leadership training program that, that weekend, and we met there, and ultimately became friends over the course of of the fall, and we took a date. Um, I, I I I think she would also say it was a date, but it was a double date <laughs> with a friend of mine, uh, where Mary's roommate. Um, joined a, a friend of mine and we the, the four of us went out and at the end of the evening which we thought was a wonderful time we invited mary and alicia her roommate to uh to do something else uh, in the future and they said well let, we need to think about it we'll call you and when they <laughs> called back um they they stressed to me that alicia had a boyfriend and so I, but they were willing to go do something again with it. So I hung up and I told my friend, I said, well, I, the good news is they want to do something else. The bad news is I think that, that they think I like Alicia and not Mary. We've somehow confused right. our, our signal call. <laughs> um, but in, in the end, we sorted all that out and began dating seriously. And uh, we're engaged the summer between um, our junior and senior year. And we said, I do, hmm. five days after graduating from Furman. So that, that next weekend, mm -hmm. we, we uh, were married and happily married and unemployed um, <laughs> at the time. But, but God provided, and we've been, uh, hmm. been together 16 years. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, that's a that's a fun story. We'll have to we'll have to confirm some of the facts with Mary uh, as far as is it a date? Is it not a date? Yeah, who did she like? We'll we'll figure all this stuff out uh, in another podcast to come. Uh, uh, all jokes aside, though, you know we're we're nearing the end uh, of this little of this little segment. Uh, Dan, you know do you do you have anything? that you would like to tell our listeners at Grace, uh, anything that's on your heart, that's on, that's been on your heart, uh, just as far as where Grace is at right now and moving forward uh, in the moment. You know, do you have any thoughts for them? I think one of the things that God's really been, you know, impressing upon me is that his, his power is, is made perfect in weakness. And, you know, there's a real temptation as we um, kind of walk with the Lord um, to forget that when we came to Him, 
on the first day we believed, it was out of an admission that apart from him we could do nothing, mm-hmm. and that we were lost apart from him. And that same desperate need for Jesus is really what should animate our entire Christian experience. Mm-hmm. And when we start to have confidence in ourselves, or our own strength, mm-hmm. our own wisdom, and disconnect from from him, we, we put ourselves in a really dangerous place because ultimately we're walking in our own strength. Um, but ultimately, if something happens positive, we could think it's because of us. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we are operating out of weakness, we are putting our confidence in him accomplishing his purposes through us Mm -hmm. and when it happens he gets the glory because we couldn't have done it apart from him for sure and so part of um his power being manifest in our lives is us being living in a way where we are in in some respects beyond ourselves unable to do it in our own strength and it, it builds our faith, it gives him glory, and and ultimately we start to experience his power in our life in a, mm. in a fresh way. So that's probably the, I guess, the charge would be that uh, don't, afra- don't be afraid to be weak. Don't mm. be afraid to regularly confess your need for Jesus because that's, uh, that's what being a Christ follower is. Mm. It's, that's a, a powerful ending. Uh, it reminds me of that verse... 1 Corinthians ten twelve, if anyone thinks that he stands, take heed lest he falls. Uh, may the Lord write it on our souls. Thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Jeremiah.